Today, our special guest. <laughs> Start over. <laughs> Start over. Today, we have a special guest. She has done some special things in the broadcasting world. She interned and did her thing on and off the camera for KTVE KRED in West Monroe, Louisiana. She graduated from Dallas Baptist University in broadcast digital media. She is also currently the grad assistant for the broadcast media team at DBU. Everybody, it is my pleasure to welcome Kayla Williams to the show. How are you doing, Kayla? I'm doing good. This, I'm excited. This is going to be so good. This is going to be fun. We're literally talking for like five or ten minutes trying to set up stuff. Like, yeah, this is going to be fun. We can't wait to do it. Can't so. say get over and over. <laughs> like, over and over. Because when we first started doing podcasts, it was for class. You're like, mm-hmm. I don't want to do this. <laughs> like, I, I don't want to do it. But now we enjoy it. Yeah. So it's fun. So I want to ask you, how's life been since graduating? Life, oh man, let me be honest, it has been crazy. A wild ride, but it has taught me so much working Mm -hmm. here as a grad assistant, which I learned that being a GA in broadcasting, it's only in athletics. Yeah. And like technically you're still a student worker, but you are like given like higher responsibilities. So that's technically what I do. But I enjoy it a lot. It's fun. I've learned so much of how to like be a better organizer, communicator, storyteller, all mm. the above. And so I enjoy it. Yeah, it's been See, good. See, a lot of people don't think about that. When they come to the journalism world, the sports behind-the-scenes world, and be like, oh, you just be in front of the camera. That's what I thought. It's, it's not that at oh, no. all. It's so much stuff that goes into it. The storytelling, when you're in front of the camera, just thinking about everything, but we'll get into later on in the episode. The before you even get to suit and live, like you have to learn the camera, you have to plan, you got to produce, like it's so much. And I can't wait for you guys to see it and have someone tell you what it really is. So I want to start off because, you know, on the show, we tell each other stories. Every guest tells their story. So I want to go all the way back to high school. What made you decide that DBU was the school for you? Well, okay, so I actually graduated in COVID. So I graduated 2020 Mm -hmm. and then I actually went to junior college, Paris Junior College in Greenville, Texas. So I went there for about a semester and I low-key do not remember what (laughs) my major was at all. I think I just like went and I was like, oh yeah, let's let's do this. Let's get the basics done. So I got my basics done. Then my friend um, that I grew up with and you know, what I was mentored by her family like for a really long time in my life. um, She came to DBU whenever she graduated high school Mm -hmm. and so I like came to DBU helped her move in and all of that then I went to my school my junior college and then the January of 2021 I decided to transfer over to DBU and when I transferred I met with my advisor Chris Four, and I was like like I want to do movies like I want to learn how all that stuff works like I want to do all that I was like scared to talk in front of the camera scared to like do all these things and I was like I don't even know what I want to do so like let's do movies Mm -hmm. so I got into it and I started my intro class like did all the basics and everything enjoyed it and then I want to say I was in college for three years so did dual credit in high school obviously that gets people a long ways high school students do do dual credit credit. it helps it really (laughs) does i graduated college in three years not four but three and my third year here skip along to my third year i finally decided that i wanted to do news Mm. and i was like i'm gonna do news i reached out to my friend who is a news anchor in louisiana i was like hey like is there any way i can like learn how to get an internship somewhere some like somewhere like learn what to do how to you know grow myself in a way and she's like yeah like yeah like we can work something out so I interviewed with her station and got an internship that's on the morning show woke up at 1 a or like 
1 a.m., 2 a.m., went to work, got off at 10 a.m., and then I went to bed at 6.30 p.m., and (laughs) I woke up the next day, same thing, same thing, and it was fun, and then I came back, and I was like, I came back to school to finish my, like, last year, and I was like, you know, I I don't know what God wants me to do, Mm. and I felt, you know, in a in a dud like I was like I don't know what to do at all right and so I was like praying a lot and like one day it was like the in um Christmas break I was like you know I I think I need to stay I think I need to stay at DBU and I was in the middle of like interviewing with news stations and figuring out like oh I could go to Utah or I could go you know over here to Idaho and I was like I don't know where I want to go I would have got gone (laughs) I would have got gone I would have been out of here I know and I was like I'm so excited to leave and then God was like no you're not leaving and I was like okay I I won't Mm. leave so I didn't leave and I stayed here and I uh in interviewed to be a GA in broadcasting and now I'm here and do I know what I want to do? No, but as a GA, like that opportunity is always there to yeah, experience and apply for jobs and still be here, make money and work and learn. But also it gives you the opportunity to grow outside of DBU as well. So that's what's up. See, yeah. I think it's funny how like you put in your mind like, oh, OK, I got all these interviews set up. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be gone. And then God be like, nope. I'm not done with you here. Yeah, I'm I was, not done with you. I was like so distraught, like like I was like I don't know, like God, like what do you want me to do? Yeah, and God doesn't answer prayers and like the snap of your finger. He answered it in His timing, and I was like God, I don't know what to do. Like time's running out, time's mm-hmm. running out. Like people are wanting answers, and then like one day I was like I felt like peace, like I felt a warm mm-hmm. sense of peace over me, and I was like okay, this is what this is what I know God wants me to do. I right. To stay. And I was like, Mom, Dad, I am not going into news. <laughs> I bet you they were happy. <laughs> they were kind of sad, but then they were happy. They were like, you know, it's your life. You know what you're doing. Right. We, we got you. That's what's up. So you first, before you was a GA, you was actually working with the broadcast yeah. team. So what made you decide that you wanted to work for a college broadcasting team? Honestly, okay, so my intro year, whenever I started in January of 2021, I had to, like, take all these classes and volunteer with the broadcast department. And so I was always working with the team as a volunteer and then may of 20 or like april of 2021 i finally like started working Mm -hmm. and i volunteered i kid you not for every single game because at that time that's when volleyball was going on soccer men's soccer women's soccer Mm -hmm. uh, baseball uh, basketball every sport was going on because it was like the end of covid and so i got to like do all of that and i asked chris for our advisor I was like can I just like come work like can I do all these games and he's like oh for sure (laughs) so I went and worked them and then April of 2021 I started working there and it honestly was the best job I think I've ever had and I've had a couple of jobs not in media Mm -hmm. but I don't know I really enjoyed it because I worked with a bunch of guys yeah it was yeah. all guys, and like there were girls that would work occasionally, but then they would leave because they were either transferring mm-hmm. or they had other opportunities. And you know, they were like, I was really close to them, but like, I supported them no matter what. And somehow I stayed. I guess I just loved it so much because the it. atmosphere, <laughs> the people I worked with, like all of the above. And I was like, I just want to stay. Right. So I stayed, and now I'm still here. <laughs> Four Man, years going on. Four years. Four years of being at DBU. So that's crazy. That, that's wild because I can tell you what he's what he's talking about with the volunteer hours i hated it <laughs> i hated it i still do i'm like bro because now i gotta take practicum mm-hmm. and i'm like i've done 10 games every semester and now you're gonna throw 20 some games oh, at gosh, me yeah. and i'm like bro there's no shot i'm not yeah. doing this <laughs> it goes by really fast though yeah it does it's like oh you have to do it but then like you do it and it's like oh it's already over 
Like it happened that fast. I'm going to say thank God. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) But I want you to tell us about the time requirement, like the time commitment that it requires. So say it's a baseball game at 7. Everybody, DBU is known for baseball. Oh, yes. Say it's a baseball game at 7. Walk us through your day step by step to prepare. Yes. So basically baseball is a three-game series, sometimes four, but mm-hmm. mostly three. Honestly, I could be wrong on that. I, I can't remember because I'm in a different season right now. But, <laughs> um, yeah, so we have games on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Friday night, Saturday afternoon, and Sunday afternoon. And so basically like on a Friday, or let's do a Sunday. Let's do a Sunday. Let's do a Sunday. So on a Sunday, I wake up at like nine-ish and I go to work. Um, and I'm there at work from, you know, nine till the game ends, which is like at sometimes four or five. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm there and we, the team, we meet at uh, Horner Ballpark and we have rooms, like there's certain rooms at Horner Ballpark that we keep our equipment in and those equipment rooms have certain names. So the one where I work is I'm the primary camera for baseball and that's camera one behind home plate. And the room that that's camera the best one, is in, one. It is so fun to work that camera. I would just say I never worked that camera. <laughs> I never worked that camera. They always had me outside, so I'm either hot, I'm either cold, oh I'm gosh. never just Getting right. Rained on. Getting rained on. It yeah. sucks. It yeah. sucks. And so the room that camera one is in, it's called High Home, and that's where all the cameras are. So basically, what we do is we get there, we turn on camera one because it's already set up. So we turn on camera one, then we take all the cameras out, go to camera two, camera four, which are the um, side cameras that are at first base and third base. And we turn those on, get everything set up. And, you know, there's some new things that are happening at the stadium. So you have to, like, work with all those things, um, remove things. And then we have to turn on replay, which is inside the dugout, which is kind of cool because, like, you're passing DBU baseball players. And you're like, oh, my gosh, you're so famous. (laughs) But they're really not famous. (laughs) They're really not. They they really – you a student just like us. Oh, yeah. You a student. you never see them. They're like – they disappear. The only time I see them is in the calf. Uh-huh. And I don't go there no more. So that was two years ago. Oh, yeah. I see them in the cat. That's it. You won't yeah. see them nowhere else. Yeah. And then um, we once we do all that, we go to our third, our camera three, which is behind home plate. So it's mm. all the way to the back of the baseball field behind um, all the gates and everything. And yeah. we have a lift that the camera sits on. So we have to physically put the camera on a lift and the camera raises up above all the gates. And so... That's really fun because, like, you're up in the air. Yeah. It's not fun when it's hot because you're, like, sweating and getting hot. sunburned and you have to wear so much sunscreen. It's crazy. But, yeah, and then we do that. And then we once everything's done, all the cameras are checked, white balanced, um, everything's checked, we go and go to home radio, which is where our play-by-play announcers, Brendan and Reagan, sit. Um, and we turn on the camera in there, which is just like a little GoPro camera so we can see them during the game. Mm-hmm. And then we make sure their headsets work and make sure everything turns on and that we can hear commercials if they're, they're you know, talking and we hear everything. And then after that, we go up to the control room, which is like across campus. <laughs> and it's a walk. Oh, my gosh. It's a like walk. Everywhere. Everyone's like, so where are you working? Uh, the control room. Where's the control room? Yeah. Uh, well, you see. <laughs> Other side of campus. That's where yeah. it's at. <laughs> and so we just go back up to control, make sure everything's working, graphics, everything's, like, up and loading. And then, yeah, that's kind of it. And then we start the game, and the game is, like, so crazy but so fun. And there's a lot of stuff that goes into that, so I'll save us from talking about that. <laughs> and then uh, the game ends, and we tear down. 
basically how we set up mm-hmm. in that order, and then that's kind of a, a sen- Sunday baseball game. See, I'm not ready for baseball. <laughs> I'm not ready because it, it's crazy. Like, the only camera I work for baseball is camera four. Mm-hmm. And it's not bad, but it sucks. Because, like, first of all, I don't like standing up for too long. Hey, well, we got replay. You've, you've done replay before. Yeah. Do you like replay? I never worked really replay. replay. Yeah. Well, I got you. We'll set you up with some stuff. We yeah. Got you. We got you. Get me in the control room because <laughs> standing up on my feet for we'll too long. We'll get you to where you can start directing. Hoo-hoo. <laughs> hey, or TD, technical director. Yeah. We'll get you in there. Yeah. We'll yeah. Let's do that. Let's do that. <laughs> Let's do that. But we're going to take it back again to when you were younger. You danced when you were little. Oh, my gosh. I did. See? Wow. I See? Oh, look. I be you should, do- like, show some photos. I'm saying, like, send me some photos. <laughs> I'll just put them in. <laughs> do you ever miss it? I do. Um, so I danced in middle school, high school, and then I wanted to continue my dancing career and be a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader mm. after I graduated high school. Um, and my my best friend that was on the team with me, we did too. But I missed it a lot. I was kind of I was on a leadership role. I was a lieutenant, mm-hmm. um, and every school has something different. But we just had lieutenants and captains. And I was a lieutenant for about two to three years, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, one in middle school, and then uh, two in high school, which middle school obviously doesn't count, but to me it counted because I loved it so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, the leadership role was great, and like it, 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 it we had a lot of teaching and a lot of. Um, holding ourselves accountable to things, and it, and it was a good leadership position to have. Right. That prepared me for what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. I do miss dance a lot, and sometimes I do go to, like, the – it's called Dallas Cowboys Cheerleaders Prep Classes that help you, like, get ready for DCC tryouts, and sometimes mm-hmm. I just go to those just for fun because I need to move around. Right. So that's always Loosen fun. up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what all did it mean to you when you were younger? Like, how much did it mean? Like dancing? Yeah, dancing. Oh, it meant a lot. I loved it. It, it. I had an amazing director mm-hmm. who I think I learned a lot of my skills from, um, and she she was always so precise with everything, and she wanted things to be a certain way. Yeah. And she was very nice with everything, and she she led in a way that you would want, like, like a grand or not a grandparent, like a <laughs> like an aunt or an uncle to lead. Yeah. And and but she was like a teacher to me and she was the sweetest lady and I still talk to her to this day. Mm-hmm. Um but she made me love dance. And she was my sister's drill team director as well. Really? So she's known me since I was tiny, like tiny, tiny, tiny. And it was the best time I have ever had working with someone who I was under um, in a leadership position. And so it was definitely an impactful uh, life in high school because, like, Mm -hmm. that was, like, what I dedicated my time to. Yeah. So it's kind of like what I dedicate my time to here. Instead of it being broadcast, Mm -hmm. it was dance. And I was always doing it. So I loved it. That's what's up. See, I think the Lord, he knew what he was doing because if he allowed me to be able to dance, it'll be over. <laughs> it'll be over if oh, I could dance and oh, sing. Yeah. If I could dance and sing, it would be raps. It would be. <laughs> hey, just dance. That's a good dancing thing. You can go and do just dance. And- oh, you you heard the Michael Jackson we experience, right? <laughs> I don't lose. <laughs> I don't lose. It could have just dance or the Michael Jackson we experience is is competition. Uh-huh. And I mean, I be cracking bones oh, and all because yeah. you know I'm old. So I'm I'm old, so it it hurts. It, it does hurt. <laughs> it, it hurts. Our bones are so 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 fragile. Yeah. But we're young. But my I tell people I'm young, 
but my body is like triple my age. Mm-hmm. So I'm 21, but my body is about 60. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> my yeah. body is already 60, and uh-huh. all my close friends can tell you, like, yeah, he, oh, yeah. he's telling the truth. <laughs> I dislocated my finger three times. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Didn't you break your leg at some point during while you were here? You did something else. Right? I didn't. I did a lot. I dislocated my fingers, Uh, messed up my ankle. That's what it was. I messed up my ankle. I was in a boot for, like, a week or two. Didn't you do that during a rec game or something? Yep. yep. Yeah. I remember that. Yep. Uh, all my injuries <laughs> came from rec. Like, that's why I don't play no more. I'm like, nope, I can't do it. I'm, I'm supposed to be in front of the camera, not... Hurt with cast on. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. But one thing that I did in high school was band. A lot of people don't oh, think band? that. I did band. Band I did so much. For so four bands. years. Mm-hmm. Four years. And at first, I'm going to be honest, I only joined band to get out of music class. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, That's what you elementary. Do yeah, I was like, no, nah, I don't like music. I'm not doing music class. I love music, but music class. Mm-hmm. Couldn't stand it. Couldn't stand a teacher either. So I was like, okay, band, PE. Band, PE. Oh, it sounded like a dream to me. I love oh, playing sports anyway. Uh-huh. Let's do it. And I said, man, I just play saxophone. Like, I didn't even want to. I'm just, I'll play saxophone. Then I became good at it. Mm-hmm. Then I became the best at the school at it. I'm like, oh, I'm good at this. Oh, yeah. And then I got in my head, like, cocky. I, I used to be cocky. I used to be cocky. That's okay. We all yeah. used to be cocky. We all used to be cocky. But now oh, I'm yeah. confident. I'm not cocky no more. I'm confident. Mm-hmm. It's a difference. But, yeah, band really played a a lot into me because you learn so much. You learn discipline. You learn just the grind to life, like mm-hmm. putting your time and effort into one thing. Mm-hmm. So it really meant a lot. It really meant a lot. So that's why I can understand what you're talking about when you said dancing, like all the work you put into it. Just mm-hmm. like that's how we're so good at where we're at now because we've done it before. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like we've done it before. So it's just something totally different, something totally different. And yeah. Speaking about totally different. You're going to get into your internship. Oh, yes. How fun was your internship, and what did you learn while you were there? My internship was fun, and I, I'm going to say I think my funnest story that I had is I went to a Willie Nelson concert in Arkansas. And mm-hmm. so my station was based in West Monroe, but they had a separate, uh, tinier station in Arkansas, just at, like, the... Um, like in between Arkansas and Louisiana, so it was there. Mm-hmm. And there was a Willie Nelson concert that was happening. And, of course, everyone's like, Willie Nelson, he's <laughs> crazy. Like, he's crazy good and, like, all mm-hmm. these things. So I went up there with um, – and I met the team that was there in Arkansas. And we went to the concert, and I got to, like, interview people. Right. Make a um, – Gosh, I'm kind of forgetting all the terms. Uh, make, <laughs> make a package. Make a package. Yeah. And it was like the <laughs> And um, we were like, it was, it was so late because we had so much stuff to do. And then mm-hmm. like this this guy who looks like Willie Nelson. Yeah. Literally, like the entire stage crew, the, the, the workers, they thought it was Willie Nelson. So they were letting him go places. Uh-huh. And it and it wasn't Willie Nelson. <laughs> but in my package, I made it look like it was Willie Nelson. Uh-huh. And I interviewed him. And I was like, so a lot of people think that, you know, you're some famous guy. And, and you know, you're Willie Nelson. Like, like, how does that feel? And, mm-hmm. like, he was just talking about it. And he was the sweetest guy. And people really think he is Willie Nelson. And he didn't do anything to himself to make him look like Willie Nelson. Mm-hmm. He just was Willie Nelson. And, yeah, so from that, I learned, like, how to get work done under pressure because there is so much pressure in mm-hmm. news. Like, you could start the day with, like, the cleanest, like, the cleanest day. Like, nothing's happening, no breaking news, right. no nothing, and then snap, like, 
everything's Busy. going bad. Yeah. And there was one day I was sitting in the office, and the news director looked at me, and he was like, so you ready to go out to the breaking news? And I was like, uh, yeah. And <laughs> I won't say what the breaking news was, because it was kind of, you know, a little graphic, but mm-hmm. um, I went out there, and I was, like, talking to all the cops, getting all these information, and I was also talking live, like, a voiceover while the mm-hmm. camera was looking at what was going on. And I was like, I have never done this before, but the one thing I learned, one thing I learned, is to not fake my confidence. Mm. I am confident, but to go about my day being so confident, even when I'm so uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And that is something that I've learned how to do and how to do correctly. Because when I get done and I'm like, oh my gosh, I just embarrassed myself. I've learned to fake my confidence whenever I'm so under pressure or when Mm -hmm. I'm so like filled with so much pressure that I can walk away from it and be like, wow, that was amazing. I did that. Yeah. I did that. So I think that's one of like the biggest things I learned. Yeah. It's like how to do that, work under pressure and work with little time and how to create things, edit things, all the terms for news. Yeah. It's a lot. Like I literally be telling them with my podcast, I mean, with my internship, mm-hmm. I be telling them like it's a lot that goes into it that mm-hmm. you guys don't see. Oh, yes. Like the five o'clock show. The producer has to get there about one or twelve. Mm-hmm. You have to get there, and then you gotta you literally write down step by step what, what you're, you're gonna talk about on the oh, show. Yeah. Then you assign to the editors. Okay, I need you to edit this. I need you to cut this B roll or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you got to get it in time so the anchor can type up their own script. Yep. Yeah, you got even the weather. The weather. The man. weather. They the be busy too. They yeah. have to do it too. Like they have to send their scripts to send the anchors. In, this is yeah. what I'm doing today. It's, it's a lot that goes into it, but the biggest thing that I can hit on is confidence. Mm-hmm. Like, I literally, I had an uh, essay I had to write in my class for my internship, and I'm like, confidence. Like, it's crazy because me, I never thought that I would struggle with confidence. The same. <laughs> like, same. I, I never thought I would struggle. And it's like, you know, my people know what I went through with my season of uh, depression and stuff like that. That really took a hold of me, and I'm just now realizing now because when I'm in front of the camera, it's like my confidence isn't there mm-hmm. like it used to be. Like I'd be like, man, what am I doing with my hand? Or why am I not projecting this? Oh, yeah. I used to? That's major. Yes. That is so major. The it hand, really I'm like, you so oh. much anxiety. Yes. I'm like, my hand isn't comfortable. It's just sitting here. Oh, yeah. And it looks weird. It oh, looks yeah. weird. So I'm like, what is going on? Well, like, and I've messed up so many times on live television. Yeah. And I'll stutter, stutter, stutter. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to cut to my outro. And I cut to my outro. And then I mess up my outro. <laughs> and I'm like, what did I just do? Yeah, it is tough. And, like, the thing I be doing now is just breathe. Mm-hmm. Like, every time before I talk, just just breathe. Luckily for mm-hmm. me, I haven't been on live yet. But it's going to happen. Where it's going to happen. It's going to happen where I be on live TV. But I'm doing a lot of stand-ups right mm-hmm. now. Doing a lot of stand-ups. And, you know, I'm doing good. But, like... Me and the photographer, Bill Ellis, I love that man. And I love you too, Brett Kelly, if you're watching this. <laughs> but they always tell me, yeah, we, we love you. <laughs> but they always tell me, okay, look, you can do this better. You can do this better. And last week with uh, Bill, he was just like, all right, Jalen, I'm going to be real with you. You got this, this, this you need to improve on. We're not leaving until you get it done. And I love when I love that. that. Yeah, I love because that. Because they I'm, care. Yeah. Even though they might sound like they're, you know, in your opinion, you're like, okay, that's kind of rude. It's not rude. It's not rude. It's real. And then, like, you get used to it, and you're like, okay, they're not being rude. Like, yeah. You, that thought never crosses your mind. You never. Like they're actually, they actually care about you. Yeah, they actually care, and I love it. So I'm like, okay, bet. And, like, you can tell, like, just the face. 
that they have like they really care and want to see you do great and mm-hmm. it's like it makes me feel so good so like i literally did it did it kept on doing it it took that's the longest tries i've ever oh, done yeah. in my life and like that's why i was like man if my confidence like the biggest thing we're saying is confidence because the camera picks up everything oh. like you thinking about your next quotes and people gonna be like oh he's thinking about what he's oh, gonna say yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah. so it's like i'm doing stand-ups just memorized like I'm doing all memorized stand-ups. Yep. That's the crazy thing about it, too. It's like with sports, I'm sports. It was news. Mm-hmm. But with sports, it's something happening like every day. Every day. But I'm like, the only stand-ups I've done so far is Cowboys because it's football season, mm-hmm. not basketball season or anything. And I haven't been to Rangers yet. So I'm just doing stuff like that, remembering names, pronunciating. That's very hard, too. Like, pronunciation oh, yeah. is key. It's very key. So I can definitely see what you're saying about mm-hmm. confidence, like, you just got to be confident in yourself. And, like, that comes from off the broadcasting world and stuff. Like, how are you doing mentally? Like, mm-hmm. are you confident within who you are? Are you confident within your situation? Can you get better? So that's why I be trying to tell my podcast, like, like yeah, this is a sport podcast. Whatever God put on my heart, I'm going to say it mm-hmm. because the world needs to hear it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. But we're doing our thing. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're doing our thing. But what is something that caught you totally off guard? that you weren't expecting at your internship? Oh, boy, so much. (laughs) And I think the biggest one was just waking up early and getting things done on time because Mm. I I, I really can't remember the time. I think we woke up at, like, 1.50 and had to be at work at 2 because we left, like, five minutes away from the You woke up at 1.50 and had to be to work at 2? Yeah, and it it wasn't like when you showed up, everyone was there. It was just, like, the two news anchors, me, the meteorologist, the photog, and then... Uh, like the the crew who was there, like the director. Yeah, like the director, audio, the producer, the control room yeah. people. Yeah. And so it wasn't like so many people that were there at 2 o'clock. It was just the news anchors and the meteorologist and me. Mm-hmm. And so we had to go in and make sure everything was done. And it was so hard for me to not fall asleep. <laughs> like I was just sitting there and I was like, I'm trying not to fall asleep. Don't fall asleep. Right. And there'd be so many things that we'd have to like look at because we go to bed at 6.30, 6 o'clock. Right. And so like there's so much stuff that happens from 6 o'clock to midnight in the mm-hmm. news world. And so we had to like, go back and find it. And I think like the biggest scare that I had was like forming my words what am I going to say that is like the most the most thing that I was not expecting because in in news that's like New York City news like Mm -hmm. good morning America like you sometimes like they don't write their own scripts it's given to them it's given to them and so I was not like I knew we had to write our own scripts but it was like I didn't know what went all into that so that's something that surprised me was like okay we have to do everything Everything. And honestly, I loved it because it was like it's our own words. Yeah. And like I would always ask like the anchors, I'm like, okay, can I like write my own script? Because I would mm-hmm. have to go off location to where I was, like use the TVU and like all of that and like go off location with my photog and we would just be chilling there until it was time for me to go live. Yep. And I would like sit in my car and like learn my script mm-hmm. word for word. And then like I would obviously talk like how I would want to talk in mm-hmm. on live TV, but like I knew what I was going to say. So I think that's the most thing that surprised me. And it was like kind of hard at first and then I got used to it. Yeah. So I, I was, it's so much that surprised me. I'm not going to lie to you. Just walking in the building surprised me. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> first of all, this I didn't big. know this was here. Like, <laughs> I live in Fort Worth. I pass this building every day, uh-huh. and I didn't know this was this. Was this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's the first thing that surprised me. Second thing is just, like, just noticing everything that happens. Like, everything that goes on 
that people don't see. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a process. It's like you have a team of people, and like every department is different. Mm-hmm. The news department is their own department. Mm-hmm. The sports department is their own department. Mm-hmm. The weather department is their own department. And like yeah. just seeing everything come together to make one show. Yeah. And like it's crazy. Just the, the producing really is what caught me by the most surprise. Like, okay, you got this much time. If you're not off by this time, the screen's going black. Yep. <laughs> the screen's going black. And if the screen's going luck. black, they're in your ears. Yeah. You're like, you need to be done now. Yeah, you like be being done. in your ear. Like, I be in there. I be like, hey, hey you got about two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you got about two minutes, 45 seconds, you know. So it's a lot that goes on. But, I mean, I love it. I love it. And it's it's just a journey. Mm-hmm. It's just a journey. But a lot of stuff has it's surprised me. It's a good experience. Me. And honestly... Yeah. After I got done with my internship, I looked back and I was like, wow, DBU actually taught me so much. Yeah. Because, like, even though broadcast digital media, to some people, it looks like such an easy major. It's not. We went through a lot, like the voice and articulation class. Like, you really learn how to do that. And I took that before I went on my internship. Mm -hmm. And so having taken that class and then going to my internship, I really learned a lot and I was mm-hmm. like wow I'm so grateful for DBU I'm so grateful for Chris I'm like I'm so grateful for yeah. everyone that took their time to like dedicate yeah. time to me yeah and I was like this is nice definitely definitely it's just like like you said like I actually learned so much like they're trying to t- teach me stuff I'm like oh I know what this is this is a control room mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah I know what that is and they were like really yeah I know what it is I'm learning this in class <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I-, I learned this in class already and I'm like and they explain how to do things and you're like oh yeah I know how yeah. to use that software like for good yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? But, like, I had to learn how to use a totally different software. Oh, yes. So that was tough. But it actually, like, I like it because I'm like, okay, I learned how to do this. It's not that different from this. Mm-mm. And then I can, like, have room to experiment and stuff. I'm like, oh, I can do this on here. Yep. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's just a different, yeah, so. Different process. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, but. But what surprised me the most is the television business. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like, at CBS, we had news uh, at 6. Mm-hmm. But the ratings wasn't doing too good, so they cut the whole show at 6 and put Jeopardy in at 6. Uh-huh. So everybody that was at 6 got cut. Dang. Yeah, like, they got to go. That really does happen. And it, it happens, you know, like, that's the television business. Yeah. Or, like, for that me, is. like, I've been working on something for hours. Oh, yeah, it's not going to make it in the show. I've experienced that. I'm like, like, what? Yeah, I'm like, bro, what was the whole point? But I'm not even mad. Like, I'm like, okay, at least I got reps. I got, you know, I got to practice. I don't even be getting mad. I just be like, man, I just got the reps. But it'd be some days I'm like, bro, today was hard. Today was really hard, and it could have got to me. But I'm like, that's the business. And I love it because, like, I'd rather it happen now. I'm like, okay, I know what I'm walking into. Then when I get there, and I make it, I do get a job. I'm like, oh, I ain't never experienced nothing like this before. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad I got into that. But now we're going to get into a segment that I love. It's called My Bad. So <laughs> in this segment, you got to tell us something that you did that could have affected something or someone, but it made you feel bad. Oh, boy. Okay, so I, I think the one that... I can't remember a lot of things that happened because I tried to, like, stay back as much yeah. as I could. Because I was like, I'm in a new atmosphere. I don't don't know exactly mm-hmm. if I'm doing this. But I joke around a lot, and I think that just comes from working with a bunch of guys. Yeah. And so 
the news director, he's really funny and he jokes around a lot too. So I was like, they this all is be joking. But there were sometimes like where I would, I would. There's like a lot of times like backtracking, backtracking. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of times like sometimes I say something that I find funny and that like I think a lot of people would find funny, but then they're like, oh, that's kind of rude. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> and so that happened. I, I can't remember which scenario, but there's about like two or three that it happened. And mm-hmm. I was like saying something and the news director was like, what do you mean? And I'm like, uh, I mean this, this and this. Right. And then I felt terrible. Mm-hmm. And I was like, did I just upset the news director? But no, he was just laughing about it. <laughs> so honestly, that is the my bad of <laughs> all of that. Like genuinely the my bad. And the I was like bad. I was like, I don't wanna like make him mad at me. Like yeah. I'm scared. But yeah, that was genuinely that was the that was the my bad part. Dude, that's why I don't even be saying not even at work. Like at work, like I'm myself and stuff, but I don't even be joking like that. I'm like, yeah. hey, I'm here on business. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But even outside of even outside of work, people just too sensitive. I just I can't do it. And like, things get misconstrued. Yeah, people so get things fast. miscommunicated. You tell somebody something, they go tell somebody what you said. Telephone, but missed game out. telephone. Yeah, you missed out a whole bunch of stuff. So that's why I don't even say nothing. I just keep my mouth closed. Yeah. My mama always told me, if you ain't got nothing nice to say, don't, don't say, say it at all. all. <laughs> don't say it. Don't say it at all. So if I think it's something negative, nobody would never know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nobody would never know because yeah. I'm like, I'm not even going to say it. Yeah. That just set me up for failure. So that's why I be like, man, I'm just grinding. I'm just mm-hmm. dedicated. I don't, I don't go out. I don't party. I don't do nothing. I'm oh, just, yeah. no. I'm dedicated to the grind. <laughs> I'm just well, dedicated. there's like really, I don't find a point to do all those things. Like if I find a love and I find the support and things that I want to do, I continue doing it. Yeah. Because it's like I know myself. I got to be myself. So I'm going to mm-hmm. do this. But, yeah. Yeah. It be like that. <laughs> it do be like that. <laughs> it be like that. But now we're going to get to something serious. So on the show, I love to be open and honest with the audience. So I want you to tell us about a hardship that you went through that might have had an impact on you. Oh, gosh. Okay, so you mentioned in the um, earlier about, you know, your depression and everything you went through. Mm-hmm. I have severe anxiety. Mm-hmm. And with that come along comes depression, which I don't think I have depression so much that, you know, I want to, like, all the things that come with it, but my anxiety is so bad to the point that I constantly shake, I constantly, um, like, like, there's, like, ticks that people have, so, like, sometimes I'll, like, like, do this, like, random, like, little things, and, Mm -hmm. like, I over-talk, or I over-speak, and, like, I don't mean to, and... I don't really have like a specific scenario because my anxiety is like every single day, panic attacks every single day. Mm. And so that is something that I go through. And when something bad happens, um, which nothing bad has really happened like in the, like in the past year. Amen. And, (laughs) and that's a blessing. Yeah. And so it's really nice to like kind of be able to breathe, but like breathing is hard for me so many times because like my panic attacks come on whenever I'm thinking or overthinking and it's like, why am I overthinking? Mm-hmm. And I just, I overthink the littlest things and Same. it's not good. Same. It's not good at all. And like, it's not. I will say like so much stuff has happened like last school year mm-hmm. um, up until now. And through that with my anxiety, I think I lost about 25 pounds. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, but I will say through all that, God was there and he was there with me by my side. And like he taught me a lot of things. And something that I struggle with also is is being alone, like the fear of being alone. And so that's the one that is something that that's the one. I was like taught last school year was how to be alone. Yeah. And 
and not in a, alone as like no one's gonna be there for me right. or like my housemates aren't there it's more of how to be alone in my own scenarios and like how to get through life um alone because like you're not gonna sit with your best friend every single day and make money at work mm-hmm. like you're gonna be doing different things and so I was taught how to be alone on days where I didn't like my housemates were doing something or you know my friends were out doing something and I didn't have anyone and like God was telling me he was like that that's okay like you are not meant to do things like that 24 7 like you it's okay to be alone like Mm. your anxiety yeah it's gonna get you but it's not gonna be there 24 7 like go into the bible read meditate on it and like after you do that keep yourself busy with things you love doing like that's that's what i did and like that's something that like openly and honestly anxiety depression the fear of being alone like those things are like so much heavily impacted on my life even yeah. today even like when there's nothing going on yeah they're so I'm heavily bored. impacted yeah. yeah yeah i can definitely hit on that because with my depression that came along with it like mm-hmm. bro i'm alone and like for you it's mm-hmm. just like not people wasn't going to be there for you like not people not being there yeah. for you for me it was nobody was there for me you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying like for me it was like man like i'm going through it I'm down bad, mm-hmm. and nobody's here. Mm-hmm. Nobody's here. And the crazy thing is, I let it be known, mm-hmm. and nobody was there. Yeah. So it was tough for me, too. Like, just a lot of hardship that I was going through mm-hmm. within the past few years, especially being here at DBU and stuff. I'm just like, man, like, this is tough. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This is tough. And I let being alone get to me. It gets to you so gets, quick. Yeah, I let it so get quick. to me. I'm like, bro, like, Because it makes Jaylen. you feel like you're actually alone. Alone. And no one's ever going to be there. No like, one cares. You're forgotten about yep. all of the above. Yeah, and I'm like, Jalen, like, bro. And, like, I couldn't even help it. Yeah. Like, I couldn't help it. Like, a lot of people don't even know this. Like, I'm going to say this for the first time. I'll go outside and go to the waters over there by the, the trails. I'll just cry. Like, I had my sunglasses on hat on and I'm just weeping just weeping and I'm like and that's okay what am I doing yeah it is okay to do that yeah it, it is. is it is sometimes it feels really good I I'll say this you know being sometimes my safe place was whenever I would take a shower because mm. I could cry and nobody could hear me mm. and so that is that's that like probably sounds weird because I was like oh I was in the shower but like <laughs> no genuine the shower was my safe place because right. I could cry and I could like like be in myself Mm -hmm. and nobody could hear me because I didn't want people to know that I was not doing okay yeah so I would sit in the shower and I would cry Mm -hmm. and it felt so nice like it really (laughs) to let it go yeah to let it go especially with me I'm a big music guy Mm -hmm. so I'm listening to music that's not helping my scenario (laughs) you know what I'm saying I'm like man I'm listening to Bruno Mars I'm listening to all this sad music Mm -hmm. and I'm like okay now I can cry yeah and I can let it out but like one thing that God put me in that situation to Mm -hmm. get me to where I'm at right now and he taught you how to overcome all those situations and that is like I am so grateful for that yeah it's like I'm learning so much stuff from God Mm -hmm. that I never put my mind and my eyes to in the Bible and it's like, mm-hmm. I, I'm learning. I'm yeah. learning what God wants me to learn. Exactly. Like, I would say my biggest pivot in life was that season of depression. Mm-hmm. I, I told a couple people, like, I needed that. Mm-hmm. I needed that, and I'm so thankful for it. That's how you grew. That's how I grew. Yeah. That's how I grew as a person. Like, I wasn't a bad person before. Mm-hmm. I was just being me. Mm-hmm. Maybe childish, 
but I was a fun guy. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. But now I'm like, I'm still fun, but I'm just so mentally locked in mm-hmm. and like I've grown spiritually. I'm got wisdom. I got knowledge and I got everything that I wanted and I always wanted. Now I'm like, okay, God telling me, now it's your time to go get it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I did all, I took all them people away from you so you can see me. Mm-hmm. Like I'd be telling people like, you say you see me, you say you love me, but do you really see me? Mm-hmm. Do you really love me? That's where what the love stands for. Like, do you really see me? Like, mm-hmm. do you understand what I'm saying? Like, show me. You know what I'm saying? Show yeah. me. That's what where's the love? Like, show me. That's what it means. So I'm just like, man, it it meant a lot, and it was tough. It was tough yeah. during it, but I wouldn't change it for the world. Now, do I want to go through it again? No. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> no, not. <laughs> no, but I wouldn't change it for the world. I wouldn't change it for the world. So I'm just glad we got serious. And oh, yeah. We I love the serious talk. Yeah, I love the serious talk. So if you're out there, you're listening. The point is, it's okay and that you're actually not alone. Mm-hmm. It might be God putting you in that situation for a reason, to open your eyes out to something that only you will know. Your situation might be different than ours. But it could be some guys trying to get you to realize that you just not seeing yet. You know what I'm saying? So embrace it. Literally embrace it. Learn something from it. Learn something about yourself. And don't be afraid to talk about it either. Don't be afraid. You got everyone experiences up. something like that. Yeah. And it's okay to go talk about it, go through it, and let mm-hmm. other people know what you went through because maybe they're going through the same thing. Right. And that's that's how we get into a good word a world where we us as disciples I feel like that's when we actually reach our point in mm-hmm. our mission as disciples, using our experiences and sharing it to others, and it becomes a chain. It's like a cycle. Mm-hmm. So it's like more and more and more people. That's why I'm like, man, God gave me this platform, and of course it's for sports to grow me, but I'm like, I'm not, this I, This ain't all yeah. about me. You know what I'm saying? God gave this to me. I'm going to do what he called me to do and share the word because I feel like that's what he wants me to do most importantly Mm -hmm. so yeah i hope y'all learned something get help get help get help a lot of people reached out to me about my sort clip i appreciate y'all who have reached out to me it really means a lot but get help get help just let it out let it out that's that scream i did in that video it it helped (laughs) yeah to a pillow yeah let it out man let it out whatever way that you want to let it out and don't worry about what people think that's another thing i I used to worry about what people think. I don't care what you think of me now. You can think yeah. I'm ugly. You can think I'm weird. You can think I stink. I know <laughs> I know all that ain't true. <laughs> so just do you and not focus on the negative that people might think about you. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. So now we're going to move on. What have you learned personally, well, spiritually, since you've been here at DBU? Well, everything that we talked about yeah. earlier, I mean, that's kind of what, I ta- what I've learned spiritually. I've, mm-hmm. I've learned how to, instead of whenever I, f- in the moments where I feel alone in my anxieties, hyping its level up, mm-hmm. I've learned how to not sit in that and how to go straight to the Bible mm. um, and read the Bible. And, and my, my, favorite, uh, my favorite verse in the Bible, let me actually pull it up. Pull um, that thing it up. Is, I think my, mine is, I believe it's John thirteen seven. That's the verse that got me through my, my down season because it says, you may not understand what uh what I'm doing now, but one day you will. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, well, that's mine different. Is, mine's Matthew 14 when Peter walks on water. And, and, the, mm. and something that I do is I doubt a lot. 
and Peter starts walking on the water and he starts falling in and Jesus says you of little faith why do you doubt Mm. and that I read that over and over and over and over again and I pray every single time that I get done reading the Bible and I'm like God thank you so much for teaching me how to not doubt how to be confident in myself be confident in you right and Matthew 14 it's like 22 through 23 of when Peter walks on water and Jesus says that and it is like the that's like my my verse right now Mm. so yeah that's what I, like I learned that. spiritually and uh, personally. I, I like you, that. So. I like that. Y'all yeah. get into the word. Please, if you're watching this, get into the word because you might make it through, but it ain't going to be the best way of making it through without getting into the word. Like the, everything is in the word. Mm-hmm. All the answers to life is in there. And it's just a blessing. Like, mm-hmm. like hey, I read this verse. Like, it happened to me this Sunday. I'm in church. I'm doing my, I do Bible plans every day. Like, I have mm-hmm. not missed a day for 118 days, something like That's that. That's good. That's what I'm most proud about. Like, yeah. everybody talking about some your internship, your podcast, salary reporting. No. The most thing I'm excited about is not missing a day of that Bible journal. Yeah. And it have been days where, like, yesterday, for example, I got off of work at 1 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. I'm like, bro, I'm tired. And I'm like, but I got to do this journal mm-hmm. because... Holding yourself accountable. Holding myself accountable, being disciplined about it, and, like, I enjoy doing it. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm so tired, the rest will come. Like, let me get this knocked out. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm most excited about out of everything that I've been awarded with and blessed with. I'm most excited about my discipline about staying in the Word because yeah. it's hard. Well, and a mean, lot of people can't do it. Something that God asks us to do is stay truth, truthful to Him and faithful to Him. And, like, He, he really just wants us to to know him and to read his word and to understand his ways. And, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes we forget about that. But, like, even if we don't read the Bible for a week, some people are like, yeah, I totally get it. But they don't read. They're not yeah, understanding. Like, like, they don't understand every single piece of the Bible. And I think mm. that's something. Because the Bible is literally a love letter. It's literally a love letter yeah. to us. Mm-hmm. And so it, it and, and, like, that's how I see it. So every time I read it, I'm like, this is just god t- like showing me showing how me to way. prepare myself how to prepare the way how to make myself better how to you know cure my anxiety my depression and you know you can't cure anxiety and depression you can't i think it's always going to be with us yep. but the way we can cure it and we can try to forget about it is through the bible and through yep. god mm-hmm. and we can just like stay confident in him and like that's something that he asks us to do is because if we put all of our you know worries and we cast all of that to him or, or we like you know pray to him and like let him know like hey we're struggling with this like we know that you can you know take care of right. it he's not going to take it away in a day right. you have to you know put time and effort into the lord and mm-hmm. let him know like i'm here like i am your child i'm here for you like i'm, right. I'm here all day every day mm-hmm. and like there's more that goes into that but yeah yeah we, we'll get to that another because we oh, preach yeah. it to him but i we love it we i it. love it though i love it because that's what the people need to mm-hmm. hear that's what they need to hear and that's what I'm called to tell y'all. That's a lot. I be telling people, like, within this podcast, like, yeah, I got objectives I want to achieve and go over. Mm-hmm. But whatever God called me to say, I'll rip the whole script and have oh, yeah. and, and go off that. Yeah. <laughs> and go off that. So I'm really hoping y'all getting some of these gems that we're telling y'all because we're really, like, telling y'all real stuff, and it's important. But with all that being said, if y'all didn't know, Kayla was the first sideline reporter at dbu it wasn't me what a time she paid she <laughs> paid the way for me and i told her this personally so i want to tell her on the air thank you oh, you're 
thank you and i appreciate you because that meant a lot because kayla would tell y'all i was finna get gone i was finna be i didn't want him to leave either i was finna be up out of here but i told them in the class i said i'm looking at uta i'm looking at uh unt i'm finna get gone it's so much stuff that has happened to me that affected my mental mm-hmm. and then i'm like with my major i'm not even getting no opportunities like no i'm out <laughs> i'm mm-hmm. out but then kayla was like look I'm sideline reporting. I want you to come with me and, like, get to get the uh, gyps of it and stuff. And then you talk to Reagan. I'm like, okay. So I went, did that, talked to Reagan, saw my side, made some things work, and now I'm doing it too. Mm-hmm. So I just want to say thank you. You're like, welcome. That really meant a lot. You're and, like, welcome. you don't understand, like, the what you just did. Like, it's big what you did because not only am I doing it, but now it's people in line. Oh, they waiting. want to do they it. They want to do and it. And that's perfect because they, they get want the opportunity. To. Yeah, they get the opportunity. I'm like, if it wasn't for you and me sideline reporting, I probably won't have this internship. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's everything matters. And it's like people be coming up to me like, you're doing so good in uh, the sideline reporting and stuff like that. And, wow, like, I want to do that. I want to do that. And I'm like, I appreciate you, but, like, it's a journey. That's so I'm like, me being be behind them camera for three years, it pissed me off i'm not gonna lie i remember it, it, it made me sick i was hot but i'm like i was always telling you it's okay it's, it's okay gonna, calm it's down calm down day. yeah it, it's worth it mm-hmm. it's worth it because now you gotta do it you gotta go through it you gotta understand what you're there for mm-hmm. and stuff and i'm like man it's just it's crazy to see the road of people that actually want to do this now like i'm in class where people are like yeah i want to be a sideline reporter yeah i want to be a sports commentator i'm like where have y'all been i know nobody's been voicing that yeah and and i will say the only like whenever i like first started i went to reagan and i was like hey like i want to build my my reel like is there any Mm -hmm. way i can like start doing stuff and like even if it's silent reporting, because they had it before, then they stopped. Yeah, then they stopped. And then I was like, "Hey, can I do it?" Mm-hmm. And honestly, I was like so impressed by you because I was like, "He's doing good." Man, I did not know sports. Mm-hmm. I don't know sports as well as Jalen knows sports, <laughs> and he knows it very, very good. And he connected with the players like so well, and it was like exactly what was needed to be happening, mm-hmm. and it was perfect. And there was some points I was like, "I think Jalen's got this. Like, <laughs> I think he can do it." Because like honestly putting that pressure on you i think it made you learn how to do it yeah and yeah. like learn like even the stuff that you were uncomfortable that i was with. uncomfortable with yeah because yeah. me and kelly use a tag team all right <laughs> first two all right bet now nah, i'm in you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm saying so she would do all the interviewing all mm-hmm. i had to do was click into my analyst role and yeah. that is easy they uh they telling me yeah kayla's not gonna be here today so you got everything i'm like whoa <laughs> and it was good though. It was you yeah. did really good. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. You learned it. so I mean, well you already kinda like knew a lot about it. Yeah. You learned more I learned more like, about it like the storytelling. Yeah. Like the biggest thing I learned in my internship and it's so simple. And I'm like, bro, why didn't I think about this? A story is literally just the beginning, middle, and the mm-hmm. end. And like yep. Bill Ellis taught me that and I'm like Bro, are you serious, dog? <laughs> because it we was so good. I never thought about it, but he was like, he asked me, he was like, let me see what you're learning at DBU. He's like, what's the story? I'm like, yeah, I'm giving him the definition. This mm-hmm. is a story. He'll, no, a story is the beginning, middle, and the end. And I'm like, that's deep. Yep. So now every time I'm doing my side report, I'm interviewing, I, let's start off in the beginning. That's what I did here. Yeah. Let's start off in the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Now, what happened in the middle of the story, find out what happened in the middle, now the end will be currently. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So I'm like, man, like, that meant a lot. So when I'm 
with these players and stuff, it's a blessing to just hear their story in general. And I'm like, man, like I'm going to make this a story. And I tell them all the time, and this is what I love about it. This is not about me. Mm-hmm. This is about you. Like, I don't care about me looking good on camera or me sounding good. Mm-hmm. I want the audience to hear your story. Mm-hmm. That's why I'll be, I be honest and transparent with them. Like, this isn't about me. Mm-hmm. This is all about you. So I said, when I get done writing a story, I'm going to send it to you before I even get up on camera to do it because I want you to feel comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. My job is to just deliver the story and people be enthused with you and want to follow you. Yeah. So that's the whole goal of that. But, like, man, like, sideline reporting is a blessing. And she left me hanging. She stopped. I'm like, where'd she go? <laughs> where, Life she go? got in the way, man. Where'd she go? Can we see you back in front of the camera in the near future? Maybe. Maybe. I would, I would enjoy it. I would want to do it. Maybe, like, come back and, like, do a couple. Mm-hmm. A couple. Um, but with me being a G- GA, I do have a lot of more responsibilities. Yeah. But I do want to, you know, do it again. Yeah. Because it was fun. It was fun. I remember that one game. I forgot who the team we played. But literally, the other coach came up to us. Yeah. I swear this happened. She can tell you. The other coach came up what to us and was like, was I forgot what team it was. I think, was it? I don't know. I'm not even going to try to remember. But he said, yeah. I just want to let you guys know that I watch your broadcast. Yeah. You guys are doing an amazing job. I smiled so much. Yeah. I was like, this I was is like, amazing. I was like, really? And it hit hard because I'm like, bro, I'm tired. Do I really want to do this? I felt the reporting today? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I really don't want to do this today. I can't be home sleeping. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel tight with this suit on. I don't want to do it. <laughs> like, I got a suit and tie on. I'm tired. And then he came up there. I was like, oh, it's go time now. He was so nice about it, too. He like, was nice. I don't nice. think he was trying to, like, you know, like, like make his team look better. Or anything. Yeah. He was just genuinely He was genuinely, nice. like, genuinely coming up to us. I'm like, you guys are doing an amazing job. I was like, thanks. And I'm like, that's the things in life where I'm like, bro, if we can just be nicer to people, yeah. the world would be such a better place. Mm-hmm. That's why I be telling people, like, if somebody's weird... Let them be weird. It's their personality. That's them. And they're comfortable being that. They're being themselves. I tell people all the time, I have high respect for weird people because they're themselves and they don't care. Yeah. That's why I'm like, I'm weird. I love being weird. weird. (laughs) I'm weird because I'm going to be me and I'm not going to change it. Mm -hmm. And I'm just comfortable being me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, if we can just spread the love, spread the joy, the world can become a better place. Yeah. The world can become a better place. And that's what... I'm trying to fight for because another thing is God don't care about the world. He care about the church. He care about the people of him. He care about his children. He don't care about all the world. He care about the church. I learned that in church. So I'm like, man, like if I can just do a little part and just spread in love, yeah. spread in hope, everything will, everything will follow along. Amen. Everything Amen to that. Follow, everything will follow along. <laughs> so with that being said, I'm going to get Kayla back on camera. You guys will be seeing her this <laughs> this semester. Uh, make sure you guys pop out to the volleyball game. You go to Dallas Baptist. They have a home game Thursday. Catch your boy sideline reporting there. Catch Kayla doing her thing with the broadcasting team. Oh, yeah. Thank you for coming out today and being on the show. I'm glad you came on the yeah, show. Yeah, me too. I'm I, glad I came. I enjoyed it. I really had a great time. We had a good discussion. We did. So, everybody, thank you. Uh, if you're watching, I am your host and founder, Jalen Suits, with Kayla Deanne. Yes. Make sure to subscribe, like, and share. Kayla, you want want to add anything? Uh, Jalen is such an amazing host and <laughs> listen to his podcast all the time and watch his <laughs> videos. 
keep up with him and make sure you stay in contact if you're really close with him. So, yeah. Amen. Amen. You heard it first. Remember, <laughs> if you're trustworthy with the little things, then imagine the big things that God will give you. Share the love. I'm out. Peace.